Time for Life in the Fast Lane. It is three minutes after 10 o'clock. You are with Mornings with Ian Smith. Minus Smithy. My name is Daniel McCarty. Keep your messages coming through to double eight double three the temper and bedpost at text machine. Our program with Brent, your local John Deere equipment supplier. Greg Murphy joins me. Nothing other than Greg Murphy. How are you, Mr. Murphy? Good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yes. Excellent, excellent. Right. Highlands Enduro Weekend. Let's get into it. Did you make it around in one piece? Uh, well, I didn't race. Um, so, but I, uh, I made it through the weekend in one piece. I was uh, sort of a, sort of more on a an official official uh, capacity over the weekend, just supporting the Highlands team with various degree of things, just to hopefully try and make the event run uh, smoothly. Which uh, we're, we've come away from it uh, with great feedback and a lot of happy people, and and um, I think a lot of uh, happy sports fans uh, that uh, attended as well, and. Uh, Happy uh, Lamborghini Huracan winner and, and all sorts of things. And I think Mr Quinn is suitably uh, happy as well with uh, how it all went down. So uh, all in all, a, a big a big event for New Zealand on New Zealand standards. But um, uh, everyone's uh, really pleased, I think, that um, yeah, it was a success. The weather played its part and uh, we had a great race. Just got visions of you being like a politician, shaking hands, kissing babies, taking selfies. Yeah. Uh, so, what was the feedback? What was the feedback of people whispering in your ear about the weekend? Well, I think the vibe of the weekend, you know, was you know when we, we you know the the idea was a celebration of ten years of of the Highlands Municipal Park being in operation, which uh, I think I said last week is hard to fathom that it, um, that period of time has already already gone past us. Um, so uh, it was uh, you know. Um, Tony wanted to have um, a race that hadn't been done before in New Zealand. Six-hour endurance race is a big ask. It's a huge commitment by teams, um, uh, drivers, personnel, you know, the organisation of it. Uh, it it's been, um, I think, I think we started really doing a lot of the planning. I mean, the date was put into effect, uh, I think, last year from memory. I mean, so much time's gone by. You know, we've been hard at it for, for 10 months, really, um, uh, working on, on all aspects of, of the event. Um, so, you know, I think everyone will really appreciate it. And as I say, it wasn't part of a championship. It was a standalone event. And um, I think everyone turned up with the, the right ideas in mind and and, um, and was there to enjoy it. Yes, the competitive spirit does step in. But at the end of it all, you know, it's uh, it's an amazing community. And, and, I, and I felt that everybody there on the weekend you know, was very much um, there for the right reasons, um, you know, to race and race hard, but to also enjoy themselves. What could be said about the winning combination of Ant Peterson, Paul Peterson, and the promising young Marco Giltrip? How do they go about their business? They, they played a, a very, very good game, a well-organised uh, crew. Um, Paul Peterson is... Um, really does need uh, to be patted on the back for this one. Uh, you know, he's a gentleman driver. He's got experience in the past, but, you know, he, he's had to relearn a lot of things with this um, this new AMG GT uh, car, GT3 car that they've got. And and he's come a long way in the last sort of uh, year and a half with that car. Um, and the way he drove it early on in the in the race to set, set them up and, and maintain a, a good position to allow then Marco and, and Ant to to do the uh, the legwork there for the 
the remainder of the race was was spectacular. So I really uh, take my hat off to Paul for that, and and then it was backed up beautifully by by Ant, who is a, a fantastic race driver, and as you say, um, junior pro uh, in the event, Marco Giltrap driving the Merc. Um, who's headed off to Australia this week to try and win the Michelin Sprint Challenge Championship at Bathurst as well, might I add. Um, you know, they just uh, really didn't miss a beat. They actually had a problem. They had to put, put that car um, for an unscheduled stop to, a, I think, a, for a puncture reasonably early on. So that sort of maybe put them on the back foot a little bit, but they just maintained a really strong, consistent pace and, and um, you know, kept their nose clean all the way through. It was a great battle to the finish um, and had a lot of pressure. The, the brand of um, Shane Van Gisbergen was, was right in the mix there too until very late in the piece. And, uh, you know, the pressure was being put on. It was a great battle between he and, um, and Ant uh, for an for a extended period. And um, that also brought in um, Andrew Wake and the Wolfbrook Audi and Johnny Reid and the uh, IMS Audi into, into play as well. So, you know, it was, it was uh, a finish we could only really have dreamed of. Um, there were some other fast cars out there too. Brendan Leach driving the Lamborghini Huracan, and um, also Glenn Wood and the, uh, the the Justin McMillan uh, AMG GT uh, that had had an issue early on that had put them basically out of the race, but was very fast. And you know, it only takes a few things to change the race into a big way. But we we could have easily had five, six, or seven cars there at the finish, all battling for that race win. Um, but it was pretty amazing still to have four for doing that and uh, and seeing a, a you know a New Zealand race um, deliver such a such a great outcome. Who won the Lambo? <laughs> well, um, this uh, wonderful gentleman, um, and uh, right off the top of my head, I have ashamedly uh, 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 forgotten his name, um, which is terrible. But he was actually a uh, ex volunteer at Highlands Motorsport Park um, for for many years. And he was sitting up on the hill uh, with his ticket. He'd told his wife, I think the day before, that he was going to Highlands tomorrow to win a Lamborghini. And he <laughs> bloody did. <clears throat> and I, I'm horrified, actually. I can't, I'm, I'm, his name has literally escaped me. Um, I met him on, on Sunday when he came down, and it was just a, it was an amazing experience, absolutely amazing experience. And uh, so, yeah, it seems uh, almost uh, sort of, uh, you know, just right that uh, someone that has actually given time over the years and uh, at, at the track itself and has played a big part of it and loves it um, and retired uh, would come down and, and be the recipient. So it was a, a great moment for Tony to give him the keys. Oh, how cool is that? Sitting there with his golden ticket, but you know the, the the motorsport version of Willy Wonka. You know, it's my golden Absolutely. ticket. Here we go. I'm going to I'm going to get this, and, yep. he, and he got it. That is awesome. Uh, I'm sure the punters that loving was. having uh, SVG on uh, track and. He went all right himself? Oh, absolutely. When, as you'd expect. Also, um, I think dominate, oh, he dominated the Aussie racing cars as well. Um, had a massive grin on his face um, competing in the, uh, the the final round for the Aussie Racing Car Championship. So uh, he was out there blasting around, uh, teaching a few, a few lessons and, and having a blast. So he did that. And then, um, you know, uh, he and Dwayne Carter uh, drove the Brabham um, superbly as well, uh, a car that, Two, two uh, up until the Highland Six Hour was struggling to string more than sort of half a dozen ten laps together before something going wrong. Managed to run pretty well faultlessly, I think, from what I gather, for uh, 220 something or 230 laps in a row. So I think that was a, a massive achievement, and they both drove that car very hard um, in the race and, and led for a, a large portion of it too. So I think the fans um, were definitely very 
very happy and uh, um, excited to see that car in the hands of SVG and Dwayne um, out there on the track competing. So that was that was great. And, and for them to finish fourth, as I say, after a car that was probably most people uh, expected to not finish because of mechanical uh, problems, for it to actually get to the finish of, of six hours of racing was... Um, was something actually very spectacular. Uh, Greg Murphy is with us as we talk motorsport with him every Tuesday. Let's hit a broad Bahrain to be exact, and it seems like Brendan Hartley's stellar enduro career has kept on flowing with a big championship win in the aforementioned Bahrain. Yeah, yeah. Um, he just keeps delivering. Um, uh, obviously got a, a, an incredible um, team there uh, in that car. Um, and the number eight with um, Ria Hirakara and uh, um, Sebastian Buemi. Uh, the three of them uh, come together to, to make a very formidable, obviously, threesome in that car. And it was a battle between uh, them and, and their teammates uh, for the win, for the championship win and the, the race win. And, and it just so happened that um, the number eight uh, uh, had a little bit of a, uh, I suppose, a slice of luck right at the start of the race when uh, fellow Kiwi, unfortunately, Earl Bamba, uh, had a bit of a moment on the first lap heading into the first corner, which was a tight hairpin in Bahrain. And uh, either he got a little bit of help or just misjudged slightly Earl Bamba in the Cadillac and actually turned the seven around. So um, that gave a bit of an advantage in it and the seven played catch-up all race long uh, to get back to, to being second. But um, Brendan didn't put a foot wrong, as he uh, pretty much never does uh, in that car and, and um, got it got it home to win, win a world championship. So, you know, congratulations to him. That's a, a phenomenal achievement, um, another phenomenal achievement by Kiwi racing on the international, you know, uh, international stage at the, at the absolute echelon, top echelon of, of sports cars. Murph, help me with, out with this one as far as how exceptional this is. As I go to Formula One and I see Max Verstappen wins again, I think that's 17 Grand Prix victories this year. It might be out of, out of just 22. It's an extraordinary rate, isn't it? Um, you know, he, he made it look so easy. I think he's even singing, listening to music as he crosses the finish line. Um, I, 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 yeah, quite hard for me to fathom. But he's also unleashed off the track, suggesting the sprint races in, the four in Formula One are pushing on... Um, with his, you know, purely revenue-based and not what the actual fans, uh, fans or drivers want. You know, what, what do you make it of all? His dominance and then his seminal points after it. Uh, apparently today, something this morning, uh, the most dominant driver in F1 history is um, what he's been labelled with right now. And, and that's hard to deny, isn't it? Considering you're right, 17 race wins, that doesn't include the sprint, sprint race wins as well that he's had. Um, yeah. in 2023, and I, I actually don't know the number of those off the top of my head, how many of those. There are 17 Grand Prix wins um, this season and, and, and looking like um, adding a couple more at least to that tally uh, before the end of the season. I mean, Red Bull just in, a, uh, in an incredible position with Max. What a, uh, a combination those two um, the team and Max make is, is yeah, a formidable dominating one. I, I feel that maybe there's... Um, uh, some teams, especially maybe McLaren, have made some steps. They're the, the team that has made the most steps forward this year, um, certainly in consistency and uh, in their performances, and, and potentially are just starting to show some some strength there to put a tiny bit of pressure on on Red Bull. Um, what scares me about it about Red Bull is is that if they had uh, another driver in the other car that Sergio Perez is currently in. 
um, of a Lando Norris sort of specification or even a Fernando Alonso or, you know, a Charles Leclerc or someone else in that car um, that was in closer performance uh, and ability to max, then you would have um, basically one, two finishes with Red Bull for, you know, for pretty much every single race. And so... So we 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 sort of are in the space where you know with Sergio Perez in there, you know it's it's far far from obviously a guarantee that um, that uh, that's going to happen, and that's why we've seen Sergio dropping down the order, or not dropping down the order as far as championship, but struggling to to you know continue to maintain the performance he sort of showed at the start of the season. So you know that's something I'm sure everyone is very aware of, and I'm not really sure what Red Bull are going to do. Um, at the moment, um, I think that I think that's up in the air. What they're going to do, and for that second seat at Red Bull, um, so that'll be a bit of watch the space. But yeah, it's 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 been it's been amazing to watch, but it hasn't been, as far as I'm concerned, great for Formula One. Yes, and and I'm sure they are very Formula One are very aware of that too. So the excitement has been everything behind Max Verstappen in 2023 and and the race at Brazil on the weekend had a lot of excitement in it and I'm I'm you know I play my cards pretty close to my chest when it comes to Formula One because I'm I'm, you know certainly willing to criticize where I think it's it needs criticism but on the weekend the race behind um, uh, Max Verstappen was was bloody entertaining. Well, I didn't watch it. I'm glad to hear you uh, to, to point that out because I, I can't help but think, you know, he, two things can be true at once, right? He's amazing. He's incredible. Um, and that needs to be lauded. But is, it, is his dominance yep. good for the sport? And is the, net, the new drive to, surprise, uh, drive to survive, you know, fans trying to stay awake, cynics like me, um, looking for a competition? Well, that's, but where, there is, there is, but that's, where, yeah. that's where they've, they've, built, in, they've, they've built in other things. The whole Daniel Ricciardo thing this year will dominate drive to survive next year. Um, because yeah. of his popularity, and it, it, it's, it, in my opinion, it's been um, you know fully manipulated to to do that. Um, what's happened with Daniel this year? I mean, clearly he's he's still a very good race car driver, but um, to be put back in as early as what he was, it's it's a, it's been an incredible storyline um, for Red Bull and for AlphaTauri, and also will be for Formula One and for Netflix to be able to to sell net, um, Drive to Survive next year. Um, and and you know I think that's uh, personally I think it's probably been a bit of fabrication around that because they knew they needed to and they needed something that was that was going to cr- continue to maintain some the following and excitement around around the brand because Max winning every race is not um, not going to get people watching. Yes, yeah, so in some ways the content creators there would have been utterly delighted. He nearly got de- decapitated by a flying tire, and it only hit uh, his <laughs> rear wing. Yeah, I think I think that's been dramatised. Um, I really think that's been dramatised uh, uh, a bit. I mean, I, I I definitely wouldn't want to get hit in the head by a flying carcass of a tire. Now that doesn't sound like well, carcass of a tire doesn't sound like much, but but I can tell you if it if it slams into your cockpit at um, uh-huh. flying tire, actually that does come into effect. Oh. Sorry, Murph, we just lost you there for a few seconds, mate. We got you back. Um, I don't know yep. if I went off here or you went off here, but we've got you now. Let's wrap this up, mate. Anything yep. we've missed? Taking a hog too much of your time anyway. Uh, Anything we've missed? Uh, Callum Hedge. Callum Hedge on the weekend uh, took out the Formula Regional Championship in the United States. 
over there, which is uh, super exciting. So he wins that and he wins the big prize um, as well, uh, some, a big cash prize, which um, we are waiting for announcement on what that does. But uh, it's looking like he might end up racing in uh, Indy Lights or Indy Next in 2024. So that would be a, uh, a huge thing for that young man. And he's also off to uh, Europe this week to run uh, in the uh, Porsche Junior scholarship shootout, uh, which also potentially might give him, can give him a, an opportunity to be racing in Europe in a Porsche next year. So uh, that was very exciting uh, for, for all of us uh, sports fans as well. So fingers crossed, we'll see what happens there. And as I mentioned, final round of Michelin Sprint Challenge in Australia this weekend. Marco Giltrap leading that championship at the moment. And also Zach Sitgren and Rona Murphy uh, competing as well. So there's a bit to look out for there. Good on you, Murphy. Have a great week. Appreciate your time as always. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Talk next week. See you, bye.